Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Episode 22 of Believe in Betting LA and back after a three-week hiatus, of course, is my co-host Chris Lure. He's in a new location. We will not share that with the audience because we don't want you to get robbed, Chris, but we are back for episode 22 of Believe in Betting LA. We're going to talk some pigskin. It is Thanksgiving week. That means there's a lot of great on television, including, of course, three NFL week games on Thursday. We're going to, of course, talk about both the Rams and the Chargers on Sunday, and we're going to talk about the final regular season uh, week of college football. That includes UCLA's final game. They host California. We're going to start, Chris. Well, first, we want to welcome you back in. How has it been here? This is Tuesday, November 26th evening when we're recording. We want to make sure we get this out for all the Thanksgiving games. How's it been? Have you missed us? I have. You know, it it reminds me of uh, when you were in grade school and maybe even early in high school. And you'd be sick and you'd be out for like six days or seven days. You'd have the flu and it was kind of cool because you were getting better, but you still had some days off. But then when you came back, you were like, oh, I'm feeling a little awkward. Am I behind? Got to stretch it out. Got to got to get back my head and got to get my headspace right. Got to get ready because we've got a very important football weekend. This is potentially the busiest football week of the entire season. You have college football rivalry week. You, of course, have three games on Thursday, the same amount of NFL games, but at least we're past the bye week, so you do have the full allotment of 16 NFL games. Of course, we have a lot of college football teams that are finished with the regular season, including USC Trojans. We missed, obviously, breaking down the inner city rivalry game, which the Trojans handled last week very handily over UCLA. But this is one of those really special weeks of sports because you also have these college basketball tournaments. You have sports on all day. You have meaningful college football. You've got, you know, obviously the final regular season week of fantasy football. I mean, this is just one of those special weeks that you kind of look forward to all season. Not to mention, there's a lot of great food as well. And of course, we all know that sports betting goes hand in hand with eating. Let's briefly recap. Two weeks ago was our last episode, episode 21 of this podcast. Chris was not on it. I went two and four, which leaves my overall record at 24, 31 and one. It has not been a very pretty end to the season. And Mike Hall, the fill-in from StagCap, went two and four and his only week so far picking games on this podcast again this is episode 22 of believe in betting la we're on the believe podcast network find these podcasts and more itunes stitcher google play TuneIn, spotify and iheart and of course you can follow us on twitter you can talk crap about our picks you can you know give us our food takes whatever you want to do s maxwell 713 on twitter for me Chris is at Lou Mandingo Rock. Stag Capital, of course, that's Stag Cap. And if you want to contact Mike Hall, he's not that tricky. So let's move on, Chris. Let's talk about it. College football week 14, believe it or not, NFL week 13. A lot is at stake here this week across the football landscape. We're going to start in the NFL. Usually we start with college football because that's come sooner. This week, of course, we have those three NFL games on Thursday, starting, of course, with the Bears, the 5-6 and six Bears at the 3-7-1 Detroit Lions. Lions, of course, always play on Thanksgiving Day. They start us off 9.30 a.m., nice and early Thursday morning. Make sure you get this fantasy lineup set. This spread here, the Bears are a three-point favorite, I'm seeing. The over-under at a paltry 38.5. This one is, of course, from Ford Field in Detroit. You probably have some strong thoughts on this game, Chris. What are they? 
Yeah, you could say that. Did you know that the Bears used to be the ones who used to always play on Thanksgiving many, 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 many years ago? And somewhere along the line, the Lions just took it over. Uh, good on them, Did because I? the less Bear the less bear football the public has to watch, the better, uh, is, is my feeling on it. Um, there are two things that just makes me sick about this game, because I'm going to have to put money on the Bears, and it's really... The Bears losing is bad enough. When I lose money on the Bears, I want to drive a dump truck through Hallis Hall. Um, but right now, I think this game is going to stink. I mean, stink. If you have to miss a game because you have to prep the turkey or run errands or go pick up your aunt at the airport, this is the game to try and fit those things in. I'm telling you, it's going to be terrible. Um, Bears minus a half a point first quarter plus 135 or better. This is a coin flip to me. It would be just like the Bears to come out and look really great in the first quarter and then promptly stink the rest of the game. So the money's there, and it would be very Bear-like to do something like this. The sub-bet to this is, and this pains me more than anything, Mitch Trubisky under a half an interception. So that's basically no interception for Mitch Trubisky. Uh, You should be able to find that at, like, plus 112, plus 115. This is a good example of the betting public just thinking Trubisky throws lots of interceptions. Now, he stinks. Don't get me wrong. He's not good. He's not a good quarterback. But he only has six interceptions on the year. Uh, He does have three interceptions in his last two games, especially two with the Giants just last week. But he doesn't actually turn the ball over a lot. He just isn't a good quarterback. He just can't hit wide open wide receivers. He doesn't tend to turn it over a ton. Uh, so I would look for this one kind of right before game time. If you can get really good odds on old Mitch turning the ball over because Uncle Jack wants some action before the game starts and he doesn't have a clue, this is going to be a good bet for you. I like it. All right, so Bears, first quarter minus a point in. Mitch Trubisky with no interceptions in this one. This is an interesting game. You know, it's, it's kind of the tale of, of two different teams. The Bears... Do you feel like they should be a better team than 5-6-1? and one? Or maybe, actually, I take that back. It's the opposite. I think they're kind of a worse team, their record indicates. And the Lions, at 3-7-1, they've been competitive all year. It feels like they're actually a better team than that 3-7-1 record indicates. However, these two teams did meet back on November 10th, three weeks ago. And, of course, the Bears handled business. That was at Soldier Field. It was only a 20-13 game. The Bears have not been scoring very well. The Lions have been finding new ways to lose. That being said, you know, the Lions typically play very well on Thanksgiving. I just don't know if I can see them winning this game. So I think there is some value in the Bears winning a close one. And in this case, obviously, it would be Bears minus three. So I'm going to go ahead and lock that in. Bears minus three. I don't feel great about it. I definitely want to avoid action if I can, if it's all possible uh, with this game. But I do like Bears minus three if I have to pick something. So we'll move on. We'll talk about the second game, and that's the 8-3 and three Buffalo Bills taking on the 6-5 and five Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys, believe it or not, despite their records, are a 7-point home favorite. The over-under is set at 46. This one's at 1.30 Pacific time from Jarrell. It'll, it'll start basically uh, right when the other game concludes. Uh, and if you saw those comments from, from head, uh, owner excuse me, Jerry Jones, very critical of head coach Jason Garrett after that loss last Sunday at New England. I think it also showed us, though, Chris, that these Cowboys are not that far off from the NFL's elite. They're very talented. They played well. If it wasn't for a bogus tripping call on Travis Frederick, they get that first down. And who knows 
what happens. Also, of course, Jason Garrett going for the field goal when they obviously should have gone uh, for, I think it was a fourth and seven on the, uh, the 30-yard line, 25-yard line, something like that. Um, very questionable things that held the Cowboys back from potentially one of the biggest wins uh, in the recent franchise history of that team. This is also an interesting game. I do feel like it's ripe for a bounce spot spot uh, from the Cowboys. And I do also think that the Bills are overachieving a little bit. I don't think they're as good as the 8-3 record indicates. Uh, but I digress here. Let me hear your thoughts on Bills at Cowboys. Uh, I think you're right. I, I think Garrett's going to come out like his hair's on fire. Uh, I actually don't think his job is in jeopardy. It's an understood thing that Jerry loves the camera, and he's going to kind of feed feed the media exactly what they want to hear so that he can log on to ESPN and, and see half a dozen stories about is Jason Garrett in trouble. Uh, this would be an interesting thing for the internet to do. How many articles about Jason Garrett being fired have there been in the past three years? You know, 200, 300? Um, and every other week occurrence with the, with the mass media. So, uh, I do think Garrett's going to come out looking to, looking to do something though, and looking to kind of quiet those questions. And I think Jones has probably told that to them. Uh, I actually think, uh, the bills are pretty good. I think they probably have overachieved, but I think they are a good team. And this is one of those bets that you're, I want you to monitor at, right before the game kicks off, because right now I'm seeing the bills plus seven at minus one ten. Uh, which is a pretty good bet. But what I would love if that line goes to seven half, if you can get that half hook and still not pay too much for it, like a minus 120, maybe a minus like 123, 124. I really love that half point uh, in this game. Um, I think this is an opportunity for the Cowboys to do what they should do. But uh, this is also one of those opportunities where, Joe Public is probably jumping all over the Cowboys, and if I can get my money down for a fair price because the public's putting too much on the Cowboys, I, I feel good about backing the bill in this case. I definitely hear you. The Cowboys are America's team for a reason, and they get bet up more than just about any other team uh, in the league. However, I'm going to go ahead and flip it on the other side here. I'm going to tease this game. I like boys, minus ones, who are essentially getting them uh, just needing to win the game outright and also taking the under 52. The Bills have a very elite defense. And the Cowboys, as you saw uh, on Sunday, also have a very good defense. They have some elite players on that side of the ball. I think this is going to be uh, not an ugly game, but certainly not a high-scoring game. I feel it's very comfortable uh, to be under 52. And I do feel like it's a good bounce spot spot for the Cowboys. This team is far too talented to be completely eliminated before we turn the calendar to the month of December. The Bills are, you know, obviously playing great ball. They have no chance, in my mind, of winning that division. And so they're outright playing for a wild card. This is a tough spot for them. Short week, traveling to a hostile environment to take on the Cowboys. Uh, I just don't see them coming to play in this game. So I'm going to go ahead and take the boys, minus one and under 50 that leads us to our third and final game of the three-game Thursday Thanksgiving NFL slate, and that is the 9-2 New Orleans Saints, a seven-point road favorite taking on the Atlanta Falcons. They're 3-8. The over-under in this one is 49. This one is Thursday evening, 5.20 p.m. Pacific time, so right when we're just going to be sitting down with our families to eat Thanksgiving dinner. And if you remember, Chris, just three weeks ago, this was an absolute smash spot for the Saints coming off the bye. They had Drew Brees back. The Falcons were looking like they were about to fire head coach Dan Quinn. And bam, just like that, the NFL tells you nothing can ever be expected. The Falcons beat the Saints thoroughly, 26-9 to in that game, eliminating many teams, including my from any sort of survivor pool. So what are your thoughts about this one, Chris? Only three weeks later, Saints are a seven-point road favorite. Yeah, I was in that same situation in Survivor Pool, although I lucked out in that I think the other five, six, seven teams in it all also lost. 
uh, I want to say 95% of us had the Saints in that game, um, which leads a lot of people to feel burned about that, and you might see some more money coming in on the Falcons. Um, but the price here is pretty even. I haven't seen anything offsides just yet that might chase closer to game time. Uh, the best bet I've seen is over 24 first half for even money. Uh, so that's what I've got right now. I threw some money on that early because I think it might change, and I don't know that there's going to be anything bettable from a value standpoint when this kicks off. I think most people are going to be getting their money in on those first two games, but that's when you want to watch. See how those lines move. So check them out today, check them out tomorrow, and then see the movement because what you're gonna what you're gonna find that happens is there's gonna be a lot of people chasing, right? They're gonna lo- they lost five hundred, a thousand bucks in those first two games, and then they're gonna do something crazy like put a thousand bucks on the Falcons money line or something like that. So <laughs> take notes of what the lines are now, write them down on a piece of paper, and then you see where they move. And if they move in your favor with what you like, whether that's an over, whether that's a first quarter or a prop. Take the value if it's moved in your favor and feel good about it because you just put money down regardless of what you feel on a good value. And that's the name of the game. It always is and it always will be. Um, very interesting. This, this game is interesting. I think it's a true trap game for the Saints. Of course, they're taking on the Niners in two weeks, which could absolutely be for home field advantage in the NFC. So this isn't you know, a tough spot. I, I like the Saints here. Minus seven, if this can go down to minus six and a half, I will love it even more. Uh, but I do think the Saints will come out here. They'll put this one to bed early to let us spend time with our families and get to sleep early uh, for those families that are on the East Coast and in Central Time Zone. The Saints were not particularly impressive, not just three weeks ago against the Falcons, but even last week at home against the Panthers. I think they're going to shake off the stink of both of those games. This is the fourth of four straight division games, which is pretty rare. You don't usually see teams with four straight division games. I think they're finally going to come out here and put this one to bed early. I think it also coincides with the over, but I'm not going to chase that. I'm going to go ahead and take Saints minus seven here. I think they do come and go for a little bit of revenge. The Falcons had very strong defensive plays for back-to-back weeks, the first one being that 26-9 victory over the Saints a couple weeks ago. But I do think the Saints in this one don't toy around with it. They go out and end this game quite early in the third quarter. So I'm taking Saints minus seven. That's it for the three games, Chris, on Thanksgiving Day this Thursday. Let's transition over to Sunday. Talk about the two L.A. teams. Of course, the Rams last night, and again, we're recording this Tuesday evening, about 6.45 p.m. The Rams were absolutely annihilated. It was basically a season ender for the Rams. Of course, they could still theoretically make the playoffs, but with either the Seahawks or the Niners winning that division and a lot of great teams fighting for those second, uh, those first and second wild spots, it's going to be really tough for the Rams to make the playoffs this year. They just do not look at the same team at all from a season ago, which is not uncommon for a Super Bowl loser. Six and five Rams take on the three, seven, and one Arizona Cardinals. The Rams, believe it or not, are a three-point road favorite in this one. The over-under, Chris, 47 and a half. This one's Sunday afternoon, 1.05 p.m. from Phoenix, Arizona, actually in Glendale there. So I think I said this, I want to say I said this about, was it the Bears or UCLA like four or five weeks ago after a terrible game? that you think they have more pride than this, right? That the Rams have more pride than what just happened on Monday night um, as a professional football team. I don't think they do. I think that team has quit a little bit. I think the defense is, much like the Bears, put out with the offense and Jared Goff looking like a one, 1% better version of Mitch Trubisky and getting paid $500 million to do it. Uh, and I think they might have quit a little bit of a, of a shorter week because they played on Monday. And 
there's good value on the Cardinals. I'm taking Cardinals straight up money line plus 142. I think that might even get up to like plus 148. Doesn't make a lot of sense, but I like the value. And from what I saw on Monday, I just don't know that the Rams team cares anymore. I, I just, as a professional football player, I would have thought you had more pride than what happened on Monday night. Lamar Jackson's really good, but he's not, he's not that good. I, mm-hmm. I refuse to believe he's he's the second coming. I think he's really good, but come on, come on, Ram. Be better than that. They look absolutely anemic on offense. I mean, a year ago, we thought Jared Goff may be an elite quarterback. They had, you know, elite skill position players. They had potentially an MVP candidate at running back. They had a coach that could walk on water. I don't think we're going to see any Rams assistance being stolen from NFL teams this offseason. It almost feels like the Cardinals are the new Rams, sure, they're three seven and one, but I think Cliff Kingsbury is leading the entire NFL against the spread this year. And if you look at how the Cardinals fared against the San Francisco 49ers, they're the only ones that actually moved the ball against that that Niner team, and they played very two very competitive games against that San Francisco Niner team. I do I think I agree with you here. The Rams are essentially not statistically, but they're all but eliminated from the playoffs. Do they really have anything to gain here? Are they excited about this game? They're going on the road after, you know, with a short week to take on a, an upstart Cardinals team that has a lot of pride, that wants to get a marquee win for this season. I'm not going to go ahead and take Cardinals' money line like you here, though I do like it, but I really like Cardinals' plus three here. I think that's a slam dunk bet, and I'm going to go ahead and continue fading the Rams until they show me otherwise. Let's move on and talk about the other L.A. football team, and that is the 4-7 Los Angeles Chargers taking on the Denver Broncos 3-8. The Chargers are three-point road favorites as well in this one. The over-under is a little bit lower for this very anemic offensive Broncos team. 38.5 is the total over-under. This one's Sunday at 1.25 p.m. from Denver, Colorado. Important note in this one, Drew Locke is going to be making his NFL debut at quarterback for the Broncos, very likely. You can't get any worse for the Broncos after Brandon Allen's 82-yard passing performance last Oof. week at Buffalo. So we'll see what Drew Locke has in store here. Uh, what are your thoughts here, Chargers or Broncos? So there's not uh, not a ton of value yet in this game, but this is my this is my gut feeling, which is exactly how you don't want to bet. But because we're doing a podcast and we need some content, this is what I'm going to say. I think hey, save that for UCLA. That's right, right? That's You're right. There was going to be a little of that in UCLA, too. Um, I think the Chargers, uh, you know, traveling halfway across the country, the weather is inclement and a little cold in Denver this time of year. A lot of snow there. Um, I think the Chargers are going to take a minute to get going. It's mile high, and having played at elevation before, it takes you the first quarter, quarter and a half to kind of catch your breath. Um, and with the rookie quarterback, I think there's going to be a ton of value once the public realizes that when they wake up on Sunday and we're like, whoa, 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 there's a rookie, there's a, a no-namer starting for the Broncos, and you're going to see a bunch of money come in on the Chargers. Broncos, first quarter money line, plus 115 or better. Look for that, because I think it's going to take the Chargers a minute to get going. If you find good value in the first half, too, don't be afraid to take it. Yeah, Drew Locke, you know, he started a lot of games in Missouri. He has a lot of experience at one point. He was considered to be the top quarterback in last year's rookie class. However, he did not work out that well. He ended up sliding to the Broncos. He was injured in preseason and, of course, now is just about to make his debut. He's still going to be very raw. I think this Chargers defense has still got a lot of talent, and I do expect the Chargers to come out there and not, not have a convincing win, uh, but have a win in which they control most of the game. I think we're getting a pretty cheap game or cheap discount here on the Chargers. Despite, you know, they've had some really close losses, very Charger-like losses. 
defenses. So minus three here for an anemic Broncos offense. And a Broncos defense is very good, but I don't think necessarily they're going to go up and, and score points on this Chargers team. I see something like, uh, you know, a 17 to 10 kind of win for the Chargers. And take Chargers minus three. And I really like the under here as well. 38 and a half. It seems really low for today's modern NFL, but realistically, we see the Broncos really moving the ball here. I mean, they only had 150 something yards of offense last week, and that was against a very good Buffalo team. Of course, that was on the road. This is going to be at home. Of course, we've seen a lot of turnovers to the Chargers as well, so I'm not thinking that they're going to go out and score a bunch of points against a very respectable Broncos defense, but I do think something like a 17 to 10 win here for the Chargers. So go ahead and take the Chargers minus three and the under 38 and a half here. So that wraps up our six game breakdown, sorry, five breakdown for the NFL. We're going to be on. We're going to talk about our only college game of the week here. Chris, of course, the California Golden Bears traveling to the Rose Bowl Saturday evening, 730 PM kickoff for this one. UCLA playing its final game of the season. They had that mini midseason run, Chris, that three game winning streak that gave them a chance to go bowling, unfortunately, UCLA, after back-to-back losses to Utah and USC, now is eliminated from bowl contention. Cal, on the other hand, they beat their rival Stanford for the first time in quite a while, and they are going to be going bowling. They are 6-5 overall. Uh, believe it or not, UCLA actually has a better conference record than Cal. But this is an interesting game because I don't think UCLA really has anything to play for. Again, uh, you know, this is an instant rival. It's a team that recruits each other's players. Uh, but I just think Cal has a lot more to play for here. Uh, that kind of foreshadows my pick. But, Chris, give me your thoughts on Cal at UCLA. I actually went to this game in 2002, I think. I got to watch Maurice Jones-Drew return, I think, two punts for touchdowns and maybe a kickoff. I was at that uh, game, too, and, actually. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that was more like 2000. Five, maybe 2005 um but that was uh that was quite the coming out party and that was one of those things that was cool to watch a guy like jones drew in person in college and you know he was a he was a really good pro for a few years there you know not a hall of fame or anything like that but that was definitely one of those instances where i was watching the guy and said whoa he is definitely the best player on the field like this guy is just a head and a step and a leap better than everybody else out there uh and really exciting to watch um, and I would encourage anybody who hasn't been to the Rose Bowl, go see a game there. Even in this case, if it's a Cal UCLA, you're probably going to get a cheap ticket. Uh, but it's a good time. Uh, it's a it's a cool venue to to do something. If you're from out of town and you're a sports fan, definitely get over to the Rose Bowl. You get to park on a golf course, um, which is incredible in in and of itself that a golf course lets that happen. But I digress. Uh, not a lot I like in this game. I think Cal stinks. I think UCLA stinks. And I think the only enjoyment I've had in UCLA's entire season was about two minutes there uh, when it looked like they were mounting a comeback against USC last week. Uh, as far as excitement goes on, on in Westwood, California. But uh, over 24 half, first half, I'm seeing it at plus 101, plus 103. And mostly the impetus for this bet is that it just looks like there's a lot of money coming in on the under. Uh, it seems like too much. I was seeing the under at, at uh, minus 124, minus 125. Uh, granted, these teams are anemic, but this is college football. Uh, it shouldn't be that much of a price paying for an under. So uh, in this case, uh, you get to take an over, which is a, is a rare thing amongst Stag Capital employees. So uh, get excited <laughs> about betting an over. You know, Cal's defense is, is really good, and they haven't been able to score most of the year. UCLA's offense has not been as good as we thought it would be. However, UCLA's defense has been a Really bad. So that has to make you feel good if you're taking uh, the over there. Mercifully, this is the last Bruin game we're going to discuss this season. A very 
disappointing second season in the Chip Kelly area. And as we mentioned, it looked might have a chance to go bowling back-to-back. Tough losses for them. Two blowouts, really, uh, certainly against Utah. And again, I mean, what, what does UCLA have to play for? Yes, if they get that fifth win, there's always one or two five and seven teams that get invited because a couple teams are ineligible or, or end up not wanting to go play for a game. But I just think it's a much bigger game for Cal. Coming to L.A. and getting a win is very rare. They did it last year against SC late in the season. I think they're going to do that again this season. However, I think the value is taking Cal plus... Seven and a half in a teaser, taking them past the three and past the seven. So seven and a half. And if I'm given a choice between the over-under, I'm still going to take under 57 here, despite what I mentioned earlier. I do think this Cal defense is good enough to make this game uh, something like a 30 uh, to, I'm going to say a 30 to 20 game. So I'm uh, 30 to 30 to 24, let's say. How about that? Cal win 24, and that gives us the under 57. So I do think that both your over and my teased under has a pretty good chance there. I really like Cal plus seven and a half. If you want to take that with something else in the teaser, I think you're good to go there as well. But this is one of those games. Neither one of these teams really bring that much to the table on Saturday. All right. That was episode 22, Chris. It's good to have you back. It's good to be talking college football, NFL betting, fantasy football is coming up in the playoffs here. And of course, keep teasing this but eventually we're going to talk college basketball and we'll talk of course about the surging lakers as well in first place uh, in the western conference any final thoughts here chris two things first a did you know did you know that it's not the tryptophan in turkey that makes you sleepy it's the fat content it's because you gorge yourself that's why you feel sleepy tryptophan has almost nothing to do with you feeling sleepy so that's the did you know the next part question what is your favorite Thanksgiving food that isn't turkey or gravy? Oh, that's interesting because there's always some weird things that end up being good. I mean, it's got to be dessert, right? If, if you're, if you're going to take away turkey and gravy. I do like stuffing a lot, too. That's my favorite side. So I'll, I'll go ahead and say stuffing because that's the consistent answer that's on everyone's Thanksgiving tables, and uh, I can't get enough of it. Yeah, good man. I'm a mashed potato man myself. Uh, can't give me enough starch. <laughs> We're both getting a lot of starch. My favorite thing to do, uh, it's very cliche, of course, but it's to have the leftover Thanksgiving sandwich on ah, yes. Friday. That's that's certainly fun to do as well. For whatever reason, that, that meal just tastes better microwaved the next day for, for whatever reason. So, anyways, safe travels to everyone. Good luck betting this week. Enjoy the time off work if you're lucky enough to receive that. Enjoy the time with your family. Enjoy the time drinking away from your family that you need to put up with your family. It's always an interesting week. Uh, but for Believe Podcast Network, for Chris Lewart, for SAG Capital, I'm Sam Maxwell. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.